Hi, everybody. It's Fola here. Welcome to my podcast, where we help high achieving and or C-suite women who feel stuck, trapped, underwhelmed, or generally just not feeling it with their careers, businesses, jobs, work, or whatever. We help them achieve more, more meaning, more time, more joy, more purpose, shoot, more money, and help them create a work life that excites them. So glad to have you here. In today's episode, I want to talk about demanding for your worth. A few years ago, I was just newly starting a business and I had the chance to run a workshop for an, a high, an executive team of a major engineering company. Let's call them company Z. Z being the uh, British uh, pronunciation, but the company actually is a multinational. Now, this workshop, to tell you a little bit about um, what I did, I had to rent a facility. They all came together and we would spend um, a few hours helping them understand how they should enact or effect a transformation program. Now, I did this for free. So I, I took on the cost of the facility, getting myself a, facil- a, a scribe to take notes, tea and coffee and all of that. And I, you know, spoiler alert, I got a gift from them at the end. And I will tell you what the gift is at the end of the story. So companies, so a bit about company Z, they have about 400,000 employees globally. They're on every single continent and in over a hundred companies. Their revenue in 2019 was $90 billion, actually in excess of $90 billion. Their net income was six, was over $6 billion. And I ran this workshop to help them come up with a strategy for a global transformation program for a company of this magnitude. And they paid me nothing. Plus I incurred the costs of that facility because I believed and was led to believe this would lead to greater opportunity. Now they did give me a gift. And what was that gift? And why do I still consider that gift nothing? Well, it was company swag. Uh, a tiny flashlight, a USB drive, I think a cup holder. And having worked in corporations, you guys know their closets full of this junk. It's It cost them really nothing. Now, I connected with some of them on, on LinkedIn and I got some email addresses. I sent them an email thanking them, uh, thanking them. <laughs> a follow-up email how things went and if they needed any help. Not a single one of them responded, not one. Still connected to a couple of them on LinkedIn, um, but really, it's a connection in, you know, it's 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 a connection of a really limited value. So, what did I learn from that? Well, I learned one major lesson, and I'll upfront never work for free, never. And for a company of that magnitude, this company Zed, they could have, without batting an eye, have afforded to have paid me for my service. Considering at that point I'd had you know, just under 20 years of experience, I had run transformations of this magnet of, of, of 
of scale before. They had not had that experience. And they needed this because they were about to run something major. And just so you know who attended, job titles, chief executive officer, regional presidents, chief financial officer. So these were not even people who had to get authorization. They could have paid me from their expense accounts and actually just written me a, a, a figurative check and expense back my, my day for what my rate was. But they chose not to do that. Not even to say, here's a voucher for dinner. No, we're going to raid our closet of freebies and give you some crap, which I promptly threw away. But the lesson from that was even more golden. I have to say it was a golden lesson for me about myself and even about you know, offering my, my service because I know my value. They needed my value. They made the time and they invested the time for me to work with them. And their time is very expensive and very hard. To, but, they, but they cleared the calendars and came and did that because it was worth it for them. But it just wasn't worth it for them to pay me. And, it, and at that point, it wasn't worth it for me to demand to be paid, which again, learned the lesson the hard way. So, but why, why I got nothing? So three reasons, I, looking back at that, why, why, why did I get nothing? And, and I say this because I think a lot of us are in this space where we really undervalue our worth. We really undervalue the, what we have to bring to the, ta- to the table in terms of our business, in terms of our, 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 our jobs that we do for companies. I mean, you could be a matchmaker. That could be what you want to do. You want to leave corporate law and be a matchmaker. And you feel, well, who would pay $10,000 for me to match them with somebody else? Well, I mean, I, I've paid more than that. You know, full disclosure. But, but of course, a lot of people would. Because what would you pay to find the love of your life? And I would say that um, it's priceless, right? But if you don't know your own value, you're not going to ask. And there are always going to be people who will not want to pay for your service for many reasons. One, they just don't believe it's worth paying for. They don't see the value in it. They don't want to improve the situation. They don't need what you have to offer. That's secondly, they just don't need it. I mean, if someone's already married happily married they may not want to pay for a matchmaking service that's also fine other reasons they just don't believe in you i've met people who don't believe in me some of them over time they start to believe in me some they will never believe in me because of as one colleague said i act like a typical black woman thank you very much compliment received but he meant it as he actually meant that as an insult um and that's someone who will never work on well together if being a typical black woman is a problem for him. So there are endless reasons why, you know, somebody may not want to see your worth, but that's fine because we're not here to try and convince everybody to want to work with us. We're not here to try and convince every employer to hire us. We're trying to find this match where you can, where you're finding people who see your worth, see your value, and will then pay you for that value. But I didn't have that, that, that is an evolving mindset, something I'm, that I, that I'm growing every day, even till today, I still struggle with that from day to day, from time to time. But at that point with company Z, I really felt that I would have this massive opportunity 
to really do some real work with them once I've showed them my real value. But the fact that I was prepared to take nothing really showed that I really didn't value myself, at least to myself. I think that also I didn't understand the value of negotiating, of really negotiating. And I need to learn to, I needed then to understand that negotiation isn't a dirty word, that I'm much better at doing it now. I'm much better at, at, at um, saying, actually, you know what? If you guys want my time and you want my insights and you want my 19 years of experience, you know, that's, that's not for nothing. So they have to figure out how they're going to, how they're going to make that happen. I also never learned really much about the negotiating side. It's not something they teach you in business school. It's not something they teach you. It's not something they teach you in my home growing up. It's not something you really learn. It's, it's, it's something you, you discover you're good at. And if you're lucky, you may get someone who will mentor you in that space. But I, I stumbled across it, learned the hard way, but learned the key things I learned. And I think the biggest reason why I did nothing is there was a part of me who felt I didn't deserve to get paid, that I just wasn't, it just wasn't worth it. That the part of me that felt that, you know, I should feel lucky and grateful that this CEO and CFO and director and general manager considered me worthy of their time versus thinking for CEO, CFO, general manager, senior director to clear their calendars to listen to me, they see that I have something worth saying. So I had to really flip that narrative around. I really want you to flip that narrative around. So when you come into those spaces, you come owning your power, owning who you are. And some may say that's cocky. Yeah, well, screw them because you know what? They're not for you. And I realized that it would have been better for me to have said no to company Z. And I had that afternoon to just sleep in, work out, watch TV, then to go there. But, but if not for the lesson I learned about how cheap some companies will be if you let them be cheap. And having learned that lesson has made me a much better negotiator. So what I've learned also about companies is, you know, if you make a demand, companies often rise up for it. If I had insisted on being paid, I might have lost the opportunity. But ultimately looking back now, I didn't get any financial gain from the opportunity, so better for it to have been lost. But secondly, I probably would have been paid had I insisted and really had been, and been a, bit, a little bit stroppy in a constructive way but really put my foot down and said, I don't understand how this is going to be okay. You want me to do this. You need to pay for it. And I've learned that companies will rise up. My most recent um, job, I, I, I rejected the offer. I rejected multiple offers to getting something that was closer to what I needed. I have found that when approaching contracts and approaching deals, the first offer really is just the introduction. So I really would encourage you guys to to negotiate, negotiate for promotions, negotiate for salary increases. Because companies are run by people and people who probably have a bit more experience, I'm realizing, negotiating than, than you might have. And more familiarity negotiating, a lot more comfort in negotiating. 
because they figured this out. And I find as a senior executive, we start going on training for negotiating. It's late in the day for some of us, but we're seeing that companies are training their salespeople to negotiate with you. They train HR to negotiate with you when it comes to doing training or coaching or consulting. We're asked to negotiate and push back on price. So you should know that's part of the dance. And now do your part and you push back on the price that you want. Why do I believe it now? So what's changed that's made me believe now that I'm worth it? I think, I mean, I mean, company Z was like a slap in the face, a really brutal slap in the face. But as I've, I've had more opportunities to really ask for what I want and get what I want or get really close to what I want. And seeing more of that work has made me believe actually, you know what, I am worth it. But ultimately, why do I now believe I am worth it? The truth is, I believed even then with Company Z, I believed I was. But I allowed fear in that moment to overpower me and overtake me. And I recognize now that I need to embrace fear, embrace the fear I feel, work through the fear, not live in that space and not push it away. I also find that when I really begin to recite what I've accomplished to myself, to other people, I realize, I, I realize that I've really done a lot, a lot. And I say this not to sound cocky, but for you guys listening, for you ladies listening, it's really important that you do go through all you've accomplished and really hype yourself up. Someone said somewhere, and I, I don't remember the quote, you know, be your own hype man. And if you remember that quote, you know, please do email me, put it in the comments. I'd like to know who said it. But you've got to hype yourself up. You've got to celebrate your own successes. You didn't become a senior vice president, an executive vice president, the director of business development because you are lucky because someone just gave it to you you worked damn hard you worked really hard to get there you've achieved what you've achieved yes you had help but you still did the work my friend and because of that you should get paid what you are worth and I recognize now that when I've taken less than I should have, once I start working in that company or for that client, they forget they got to this deal. They forget they negotiated heavily to make to bring down your price. They just see you for the price that they gave you. And they'll shoot, even ask you to take an even lower price. Should there be a squeeze? So I found that when I've worked in those environments, just like I felt in company Z, I felt a lot of resentment, a little bit with them and a little bit towards myself for allowing myself to be put in that situation where I really sold a little bit of myself. I sold myself short and I don't have the, the resources I need to pay my team what I would like to pay my team. I don't have the resources I need to have impact. I'm not taking it seriously because I took that price cut. 
Because there's one thing I also realized, the price you come out, you come in with determines the extent of respect you're going to get in the organization with, and also the respect you get from clients. I treat a $10,000 a month coach very different than I would treat a $500 a month coach. And I'm pretty sure you would. You would treat a $100,000 car very differently than you would treat a $4,000 car. Does it mean you don't respect your car? I have had a $4,000 car. I've had a $400 car. And I respected that car. I did. But it doesn't occupy my mind to the same extent as my SUV does. So I recognize that about my worth. And I, and I, and I, believe, and I also believe I don't see what I'm worth. No one's going to. I worked with somebody who was telling me to negotiating for a role. And he told me to take 50% less than what I wanted. No, a third less. I listened to him. I said, yes, he was the recruiter. That makes sense. Thank you for listening. I went into the interview and I asked for what I wanted. And I got what I wanted. And the recruiter said that, you know, he didn't believe anyone would, they would ever pay that much. The recruiter said it. He didn't believe they would ever pay me that much. So even recruiters and coaches, even when they talk to me for advice, you know what? I don't, I can never fully appreciate your worth. I can't value you more than you can value yourself. So I may think, you know, you are a one million. I may think you could earn a million dollars a year. I could say, you know, you can get a one million dollar a year job. You might say, Fola, a million. I am worth 3.5 million. You know what? Fola can be wrong too. You may, and for some people, okay, a million may be crazy. You may believe you're worth, I may say, you know, you could get a hundred thousand a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year. You could be earning a hundred grand. In the next 18 months of next year, if you make some changes, you may say a hundred. I can't get out of bed at a hundred. I know Fola, I'm worth 250 and you're earning what? 50,000 now. You know what? You know your worth. And it starts from there because there's going to be a journey short or long to get you to that point. But start from knowing what your worth is and knowing that you can then start looking in the places and looking for people who value you. Shoot, you may be one billion and you may see, Fola, your, your level is way too small for me. I need someone who can help me see one billion. You know what? Girl, my brother, you know what? Just, just let's, let's, let's be friends because I still want to be your friend as you get to one billion because uh, we, can, we can take that journey together. So, and why do we struggle with this? I think as a woman, I struggle with this. As a black woman, I struggle with this. As a woman with curves... I struggle with this too. Even someone who's been in the C-suite, and I would definitely consider myself high achieving. And I struggle because there is still that part of me growing up that says things like, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not, you, you didn't go to the right kind of school. You aren't the right complexion. And I hear the voices of no, the voices I've heard from the haters, from even people, even people who love me, who say that a woman just can't lead at that level because, you know, women are supposed to be home, which I rejected. But those voices, they're echoes now and, and they're not as powerful as they, as they should be, as they, as they used to be, I beg your pardon. But when I come up against 
trying to take myself to that next level, the voices come back. And I'm going to push through that to the next level. I think that we're used to fighting each other as women and putting our energy on fighting each other versus fighting for what we want. And I think we now need to spend more time fighting for what we want versus fighting each other. Because that means making those audacious, ridiculous asks that you think are ridiculous. But once you've asked, once you've got that, it's no longer ridiculous. You can then go on to the next level of pushing through. It's uncomfortable to be rejected, to be said no. And then there's that fear of the unknown. If I, if I said no to company Z, what if they say yes to someone else and they now pay that person a, a, a million dollars in consulting or coaching fees? Well, the reality is, you know, the chances are they, they probably wouldn't if they were going to take that person for free. And that opens me up and builds my muscle by saying no to companies like that to look out for those who will say yes i'm not wasting my time at companies that will say no and i don't have to spend time with companies and clients with a mindset that's toxic to me because they don't value who i am i don't have to spend time with people who will condescend because if you're paying me that much you're not going to condescend you're going to want to get your money's worth so you're going to take me seriously but we struggle with that and i want to say I'm, I'm with you in the struggle but I'm also, but I'm also with you in getting through the struggle because we don't need to stay there. We definitely don't need to stay there. So my ask for you today is to make a decision, you know, that you are going to take a step to demand for what you're worth, asking for that raise, starting to look for a better job, asking for a promotion, increasing your fees, doing something that really pushes you in a space of discomfort to get what you want. And if you need some help with this, if you need some support with this, well, you can join my Facebook community. If you are listening to the podcast on, um, in, uh, an iTunes or an anchor FM or wherever in the comment section, in the description section, there is a link to my Facebook group. It's a free group for high performing, ambitious and, or C-suite women who really want to achieve more. And we're going to do a free workshop. We have a free three-day workshop coming. It's three days. It's an hour over three days. Where we're going to help you kind of solve and unpick some of these issues. issues. Please do sign up. I also have a mailing list where we give you kind of practical advice on helping you see and demand your worth. So please do, if you can, sign up. That would be great for you to get more information from me on an ongoing basis. But in the meantime... Ladies and and some of the gentlemen who may be listening, I want to leave you with this. You are worth it. You are enough. Only you decide how far you're going to go. Thanks for listening. You take care. Bye.